Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Success listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 323. 323. So let's um, let's kind of uh, dive into this. And uh, I believe this is going to, this has been kind of an episode that's been kind of rambling around in my heart uh, for the last couple weeks here. And just came back up this morning. Uh, it's about 8.26 in the morning. I'm headed to um, meet a gentleman to interview him uh, for for my business team to see if he's a right fit. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So, yes, I am, <laughs> like always, with Kingdom Success, I'm, you know, I am just your fellow, uh, your neighborhood, <laughs> not Spider-Man. Just your neighborhood uh, marketplace Christian um, in the marketplace, and where that uh, reigning as a king in life uh, by Christ Jesus, uh, praise the Lord. And because of that, <clears throat> uh, we take ground uh, over the enemy. Because where do you take ground at? You got to go in the marketplace, you got to go outside of the four walls of the church in order to make that happen. So, so in, uh, let me look here real quick, quick glance, John 14, 12, all right, John 14, 12, I'm driving, so I'm not going to read it, um, uh, verbatim, but you can go look it back up. John 14, 12, uh, I'm going to summarize it in my own way. It basically says that it's Jesus talking and Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you that uh, the things that you've seen me do, you will do also. And, and you will do greater things than me because I go to the Father. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Story time, right? Story time. So I, I'm, I'm probably about... Uh, 23 uh you know years years old at this moment and i remember a young lady uh she was a single mom and she was a teacher at a private christian school and trying to put her kids through this uh private school and my wife had befriended her and i believe my wife had our, her son in uh her class and uh I just kind of uh, randomly met up with them uh, at a Barnes and Nobles and was talking to them. And I, I just said to her, I said to her that uh, about her son, it is almost like, and this is all new to me. I mean, I was 23 years old, and, you know, feeling a, a leading and an urge to prophesy over someone was, this is again, new. 
So I, I said to, I said to uh, this mom, I said, you know, your son is going to do greater works and do greater works than what Jesus said. It says that in the Bible, that Jesus says that we will do greater works. Now, at that time in my life, even I had no idea how that would happen. And I had no idea. I had no evidence of seeing anybody um, do that, experience that. Uh, there was no one teaching that around me, especially the church I was going to. Uh, nobody was actually even doing the works of what Jesus was doing, let alone greater works. Uh, you know, nobody, the church I was going to, nobody was was uh, raising the dead. Nobody was healing the sick. Nobody was uh, getting delivered of, you know, say, financial bondage. There was none of that going on in the church I was attending. And and it just, it, it never set well with me. And here, here's the reason why. And I guess let me back up one step before, before I jump into the rest of the story. The whole reason I, I say all this is because, uh, again, I was listening to uh, Chris Valentin, and he, he started talking about, uh, he, he was talking about a story about him going to, he always goes to this one conference, and he's one of the, the speakers of the conference, and it's a minister's conference. And at the very beginning of the minister's conference, normally he opens up with, uh, there's a verse of scripture, I believe it's in Mark chapter 16, it's the very end, it's where Jesus is talking to the disciples, and, you know, basically you're, you're going to be endued on power on high, you know, and these signs will follow. You will raise the dead, you'll heal the sick, uh, you'll, you know, uh, take up deadly service and they won't bite you, something like that, okay? You, you just go read somewhere in uh, Mark's gospel and talking about that. What, what Chris Valton says in there, which is very interesting, he says, he, after he reads that verse, he says, so, are any signs following you guys? And he just shuts up. And, <laughs> oh man. Well, for me, I was raised as a, you know, raised in a, you know, awesome, godly home. And I praise God for that. This, uh, and where that, you know, doing what is right and standing up for uh, the gospel, being that that is that, you know, you need to get saved and you need to turn your life over to Jesus and and sell out to him and go serve and do what Jesus called you to do and, and be able to um, see, um, see that your family gets saved and that you go to heaven. You know, these things were priorities and that, you know, you don't, you know, you don't uh, get drunk. You don't, you know, use profanity. You don't uh, commit adultery. You know, you don't uh, lie and you don't steal all these things right here, which are awesome and are a necessity in the body of Christ. All right. 
a necessity, uh, which you can call that the character side of the gospel, of our, of who we are in Christ. Well, for me, for me, it was a, it just never set well with me whenever I would read scriptures about, you know, in John chapter, you know, 14 verse 12, where that Jesus is telling us that we should be doing the same things he did. All those different works. And we should be seeing that happen. And yet, I, it just never sat well with me. And I remember um, sitting there thinking, man, what is going on? Why? How do I even do this? How do I have greater works that... How, how, do, how does this happen? Well, and you've heard my story. Along came the honey bunch. All right? And if... I'll just... Quick summary of the honey bunch. I, I met them whenever I was actually <laughs> DJing for a Christian radio station uh, in um, Little River, uh, South Carolina. And met this... Um, met this uh, mom, her name was Paulette. Her mother was named Honey. She had a sister named Jenny. Okay, so Paulette had a sister named Jenny by Honey. And so they were kind of known as the Honey Bunch. And they had a daughter, uh, Paulette, Paulette, the mom, had a daughter that was 16. And I was at that time, I think I was maybe 20. Uh, or I was 19, uh, 19 or 20. That's how I met the Honey Bunch. Well, the Honey Bunch, you know, they were they were very out there. Uh, I'd never met anybody like the Honey Bunch um, when I first met them. And But I was always intrigued by them. I always was, I never hung around too long, you know, to get, but I was always intrigued. And after I got married uh, and graduated college, uh, I got reacquainted with the Honey Bunch. Um, again, I just happened to be in Barnes Nobles, um, and so, but it, but Amy and I, my wife and I, we got reacquainted with the Honey Bunch, and we would sit down with the Honey Bunch, and I would introduce, I'd introduce Amy to them, and you know, we would just, you know, kind of catch up with them, and I remember them starting to tell stories to us about. Uh, God doing this in their life about how uh, their dog um, had got choked on something or their dog had something going on with them with it and it died and them laying hands on the dog and it uh, coming back to life. Or Paulette sharing a story of, you know, her being in a church service catching a vision of what God was doing or going to do in her life, uh, her husband and she having a court case, and that in that vision it showed her that the, the court case was going to be dismissed, and she going up the escalator to go to the courtroom that morning, and the attorney comes out and says, hey, don't even worry about it. Your, your case has been dismissed. And 
you we've we're we're actually going to be receiving uh, compensation for the you know any damages that has been done uh, to you guys. <laughs> and anyway, I mean, there were these like stories. They, they were like, you know, the the honey bunch was like these little Jesuses. All right, that's the only way I can describe it to you, little Jesuses. And I was traumatically, not traumatic, it wasn't traumatic, it was, I was heavily influenced by the Honey Bunch. They were the first people, first little Jesus that I found, they were actually doing John 14, 12. And you know what's cool is? They had character. They had, um, they had the, the, um, integrity called that. They weren't shysters. They weren't, you know, trying to take advantage of people. They were authentically awesome and good people, but they were demonstrating through faith in the Holy Spirit of, of manifesting or doing the works that Jesus is doing. So why am I telling you all this? And why did I even say about the whole character thing? Well, I believe that majority of churches do a really, really great job of teaching the character side of Christ. They do. They do a fantastic job of that. Yet, I feel like that there is a missing component to them for teaching how to live in authority and exercise your authority to demonstrate the works that Jesus did and even greater works than what he has done. Now, you might sit there and go, huh, I, I have no idea, you know, how to do that. I, I have no idea what to do or how to do that. That's, that's weird and it doesn't make any sense. Well, you can stay in your little, little bubble and you can still live a good Christian life. But as for me and my house, I want to do the full Bible. I wanted to take the Bible all the way. And I began to gain understanding. I began to uh, get revelation knowledge from, uh, from the Lord on how to, to start to demonstrate the power and the authority that God, that Jesus actually left us here on the earth. You know, I go back to that whole entire Mark chapter 16 thing. And it was, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't find it in the church I was attending at that time. It took me a little bit, uh, it took Amy and I a little bit to find uh, a church that would, could actually help us understand how to manifest these, uh, these works that Jesus is doing. And what did that mean? And it, what's cool is, is that guess what? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You know, God has already given you the full power and authority, full on everything that you need, 
because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, all you have to do is respond positively by faith to those things that he's already done. You might say, what has he already done? Well, he's given you power over sickness, power over death. He's given you power over uh, any serpents or you know, demonic forces out there because you have his name. And how you go about doing that is understanding what you what God has already provided for you and then exercising your faith positively towards those things. I give you a case in point, all right? And I need to start wrapping up here. So I was in my, in, in my bathroom getting ready this morning and um, I have on my, uh, right in front of my mirror, it says, uh, I've got like this little block of wood that you can buy at you know, Hobby Lobby or wherever. It just says, trust in the Lord. That's all it says. But on the back of it, I've got written out, Amy wrote it out for me. Um, it, call it a, a monument, call it a, a more, a, something that w- would trigger me to remember, remember what God did. Okay. So Amy and I, we were having our second child. We we're Trinity was on her way. All right, so the Trinity is our second, second, uh, second child we've had. All right, so we got Tyler, Trinity, Timothy, and Taylor. Trinity's on her way, and you know the doctor was already concerned uh, with Amy, and but Amy was wanting to have a natural birth. Tyler Jr. Unfortunately, um, we were not able to have a natural birth. He act, we actually had to have a C-section for Tyler, and but nonetheless, Amy still wanted to have a natural birth. She really wanted that. Well, we go through the process of the whole, um, you know, I think it's called prenatal care uh, doctor that's just make sure that, you know, the pregnancy is going well and, you know, he's going to be the one to deliver the baby, so forth. Well, he does a routine checkup on Amy. All right. And he's doing his normal thing and ultrasound so forth and he, he says and we're we're already close to nine months i mean we're we're basically at the point where amy at any moment you know her water could break and she could have trinity and the doctor's just checking the position of the baby and so forth and and it comes to find out as he's doing the ultrasound he's like whoa we're like oh whoa what kind of whoa is that he says, whoa, um, your, your baby is Traverse. Uh, and I, we're like, what does that mean in English? He says, your baby is horizontal. So traditionally, you know, a baby, um, you know, if it's getting ready to be birthed, is already head down, going south, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And, you know, in that kind of uh, down position with head coming first. Well... Trinity wasn't that way. Trinity was actually traverse, which was horizontal uh, to to Amy. So she was parallel to the ground, basically. Trinity was, which was not a good thing. And you know, the doctor was like, "Okay, this is on a Friday," and the doctor's like, "Um, well, 
we we might have to do an emergency C-section, um, you know, because of this, and this is this will be very complicated, you know, delivery. Uh, we're this is not this is not good, basically, what he told us. So this is our, you know, we're it's not the second time we've ever been pregnant, <laughs> you know? and we're like, okay. So here's the thing, all right? Greater works or there's works that you've done. So we get hit with this news. But at that time, we had come to understand how to properly and positively respond in faith to what God had already done by grace uh, for us. We didn't get freaked out. It was obviously it was it was not good. It was not good news. But we didn't get freaked out. We didn't sit there and you know call fifty people and say, "Hey, pray for us." you know, nothing like that. We, we, Amy and I got back in the car after we got, saw the doctor and we knew that we first spoke all is well. Okay. Because God is our heavenly father and he had, he didn't, God didn't put, put us in, God didn't make that situation happen. Well, Flash forward to Sunday. That was Friday. Sunday morning, we're actually at um, uh, at church that morning, and we had a guest speaker that just happened to come in. Um, and that guest speaker, um, he was a he was the husband of of a, another well known speaker, and he was the one that came in. She wasn't there. The wife wasn't there, but he was there, and he basically told. Um, you know, he, he, he just said, Hey, if anybody needs prayer about anything, uh, this is kind of after he had delivered his message. Anybody needs prayer or anything, please come to the front. Well, Amy and I, boom, we quickly get up and we're like, yep, we need somebody to stand in agreement with us about the situation because we understood the word. We understood the, you know, the power of agreement where Jesus says, if two or three gather in my name, um, you know, I'm there in your midst. And also, if anybody uh, agrees upon anything, it shall be done. So we needed somebody else to agree with us with and join our faith. Well, we tell them the situation, tell this uh, minister of the gospel the situation, and he starts to kind of laugh. And we're like, okay, why is he laughing? This is, this is interesting. He starts to laugh, and he says, "Wow, um, this isn't is this is totally God? Because there's no coincidences in in God. There's only keros or keros move, uh, moments. That means divine appointments." And he says, "My wife and I, when we had our first child, our baby was traversed as well, turned horizontal, and." we came into agreement and believed God that he would turn our child, our daughter, uh, head down so that she was ready to roll (laughs) to go south. And that happened. We prayed, we believed, we went back to the doctor, and that happened. And Amy and I are like, praise the Lord. 
this is a, this is an awesome testimony. We it built our faith. It gave us even more expectation of what God was going to do because He had already done it for somebody else. And God's no respecter of person. Well, they prayed over us. We came into agreement, and lo and behold, we go back to the doctor. Lo and behold, we go back to the doctor on Monday. And what is Trinity? Our sweet Trinity. She is head down, ready to roll. I say all that to say this, guys. She came out fine. Trinity's 10 years old now. Awesome, awesome young lady. Beautiful, godly girl. But I say all that to say this. You have, not only do you have character, right, but you have authority in situations. We took authority in that situation. Not to, you know, the doctor's report came in, but we knew our authority as a born-again child of the Most High God. We knew our authority, and we exercised our authority, and we responded positively in faith to what God had promised. And... Trinity changed directions head down. And I praise God for that. I testify to you guys that you have not only, you can have good character as a born again child of the Most High God, but guys, let me tell you, you can also, you can also have authority. You can have both. You can have character and authority or power that God has promised you. And you can exercise that on a daily basis in your walk as a born-again Christian. So, kingdom success. Know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. The God of breakthrough will visit your house. And gang will catch you on the other side.